0: Everyone, when we say, when we say the word church, what do we mean? When we say the word church, what do we mean? We, of course, come to this great solemnity of Pentecost. It's one of those feast days that's up there with Christmas and Easter, one of the greatest ones in the whole church here. And we know that this Feast of Pentecost, right, brings an end to our 50 days of the Easter season. And the reason that Pentecost brings an end to the 50 days of Easter is based on the historical scriptural fact that the first Pentecost that we heard about in the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles came 50 days after the first Easter, 50 days after the resurrection. And the reason that Pentecost came 50 days after the Resurrection, bringing an end to our Lord's Paschal mysteries, bringing to completion, you could say, even better, bringing to completion the saving passion, death, glorious resurrection, and wondrous ascension of Jesus into heaven, bringing all that to completion jesus mission entrusted to him by the father for the salvation of the world he then breathed on the apostles god the holy spirit then came upon the apostles and mary in a powerful way and so that's why we have pentecost 50 days after easter because the apostles and mary received the holy spirit 50 days after easter now what we so oftentimes forget is that the same Holy Spirit that was breathed on them is the same Holy Spirit that is active and alive today. And we think sometimes of God kind of coming and going when he feels like it. That's certainly not the case. That once the Holy Spirit, this love between the Father and the Son, once this Holy Spirit has been given to us, everyone, the church, it's never retracted. It's never brought back into God. It's released. And we live in a privileged time. I know we sometimes can get so discouraged and say, what the heck is going on? We have to remember we live in a privileged time. Why? Why? We live in what could be arguably called the age of the Holy Spirit, where we can access God by saying, Come, Holy Spirit, at any moment of every day. And as we live in this so called age of the Holy Spirit, we know that God, the Holy Spirit, it is what brings breath and life to this word, the church, right? That the church is enlivened. The church is breathed into existence through the presence of the Holy Spirit. So back to the question. When I say church, or you say church, what do you mean? Let me give you a few examples. Honey, let's go to church at 11 o'clock this morning. Okay, you're using the word church to describe an event, something you are in a sense attending or participating in, right? You're coming here to this event held at 11 o'clock, you're coming to church and you're coming here to pray, to worship, to offer sacrifice, to place on that altar all of your needs and hopes and burdens, all of your children, anything you have going on in your life, you place on the altar, we then offer it to God, And then what does he do? He gives us himself, right? We're coming to an event. Church. How about this one? I'm going up to Corpus Christi Church. No! (laughs) Don't! I'm teasing. Ah. Now you're using the word church not to describe an event, But to describe what? A place. A building. Made of bricks and mortar, whatever they have up there. Bricks and mortar here. (laughs) We use the word church to describe a building, right? True. But not enough. Let's take it one step further. I belong to St. Mary's Church. Ah. That means you belong to this building? No means you belong to a parish, a community of believers, united in faith. We use the word church to describe a community, a parish. Or finally, how about this one? I belong to the Catholic church. Now we're using it in an even different sense, right? We're using the word church to describe our religion, our creed, What we profess, okay. Now, do you see the point? We talk about the Holy Spirit enlivening the church, and we use it in all kinds of very valid, but different ways. Events and places, buildings, parishes, and religions. Let me offer one way of using the word church that I think we oftentimes fall into but misses the entire point. When we say that we're Catholic, or I belong to the Catholic Church, how often do we envision the Church as almost a mere human organization, of which I'm a card-carrying member, right? I'm a Catholic. I'm a card-carrying member of the Catholic Church, Incorporated. And we are a people of like-minded values, like-minded ideas and we come together as a human organization like we come together for the Kiwanis or Toastmasters or the Elks or the Bismarck Mandan Historical Society. Is that how we see the church? If it is, that it's a group of like-minded people with similar values that come together just to come together? then we're missing everything. Okay. Everyone, so what is it? Who is she? I think we'd be remiss if we didn't point out the beautiful metaphor used by St. Paul. That the church is the mystical body of Christ. The best way to describe the church is by using what scripture reveals to us, what the apostles give to us, that we are the body of Christ. And who is the head? Jesus. Christ is the head, the members of the body, and the two are united as one. And Christ never abandons his body. That's why it's so essential for every single member of the body of Christ, the church, to live in intimate union and communion with Christ the head. Now, we hear that and we're like, okay, that sounds really pious. Everyone, that means that we have a mission as members of the body of Christ. Because Christ the head can't carry out his mission or doesn't carry out his mission without engaging what? His body. That the church is now the vehicle of carrying out the mission of Jesus. What's the mission of Jesus? Salvation of souls, proclamation of the kingdom, conversion of heart. And so what I want to ask is this. Do we see ourselves as members of the body, who are grafted onto the body, which is a living reality through baptism? Or do we just come here, pray for an hour, return to our lives, come back next week, return to our lives, and we get into this pattern? That has never been the intention of the church. So why do we come? We come as his members, to be fed through the Eucharist, through his word. We come to be enlivened by the Holy Spirit so that what? We may be sent. We come and are sent. How many Catholics see their membership of the church as that pattern and dynamic happening? Imagine what this world would look like with that occurring. That I have been entrusted a mission, a mission that is not just reserved for priests and deacons and nuns and people who work for the Catholic Church Incorporated, no. No. Everybody has parts, hands and feet ears, and a mouth. Guess who that is for Christ? It's us. We are the hands and feet that carry the gospel to the world. We are the ears that listen. We are the mouth that proclaims. And I would be remiss this morning if we don't ask the question, what is needed today? What is needed in our nation now more than ever? The church, the body of Christ, who is willing to carry out the mission entrusted to her, to be his hands and feet, ears and mouth. It's been a tough week again. What did we say in our psalm? Lord, send down your spirit renew the face of the earth. The renewal needed, everyone, is not a political renewal as much as politicians say it's not. They think it is, it's not. It's not a social renewal. What's the renewal needed? A spiritual one where the members of the body of Christ have been enlivened and lit and then sent. Lord, send down your spirit and renew the face of the earth. May it begin with us.